You know it's time to do it major. Here's to the hustlers, the movers and shakers. Get up on your grind. Don't let the haters get ya. I know that you got a vision. Now it's time to deliver. Yeah, yeah. Giving you the tools, helping you to grow. Level up, time to shine like you never did before. Let them know. More than a podcast, it's a mindset. You can do anything, you just gotta keep grinding. Let's go. The Entrepreneur Adventure. Hey, the entrepreneur adventure. You ready? All these platforms where you are publishing the book, like Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Kobo, Apple, Apple Books, like any platform, they will, no matter how many copies you will be selling, you will not be getting their customer information, their name, email address. You will not be getting it. So you have to create a solution for that. So you want to write a book but you don't have the time or you don't have the expertise, not to mention the numerous steps that you have to walk through and may have to go through again. Well, guess what? If that's you, you tuned in to the right episode today. Welcome back to the Entrepreneur Adventure Podcast, where we give you the tools to write a better book than ever before. Please welcome our guest, Mr. Vikrant Sharia, founder and CEO of bestsellingbook.com as he shares how you too can publish your very own best-selling book without any know-how or prior experience whatsoever. And with that, I'll turn it over to our host, Josh Melton and Chad Brown. Welcome back, entrepreneurs. Today is going to be an episode around how to write a book when you don't even have time to write a book. When you do write a book, how to write a successful version of a book, and should you self-publish? Should you hire a publisher? These are all questions, Josh, I have. I am, as crazy as it sounds, I'm currently trying to write a book, and I have no idea what I'm doing, and I've had zero coaching or mentorship in this area. So this episode for me and for all of you other entrepreneurs out there that are looking to provide some expertise or content into the world and don't know where to start. So with that, I am extremely excited to welcome our guest today. Uh, he's a founder, CEO of bestsellingbooks.com, has a ton of experience and knowledge in this area. Welcome to the show, Vikrant Sharia. Welcome, man. Thank you so much, Josh and Chad, like for, uh, being, for having me on the show. I'm really excited Man, we're excited to have you. So kicking us off, first off, you're an entrepreneur, right? Like you've learned how to start, scale, and grow your own companies. Tell us a little bit about your entrepreneur adventure, how you got into the world of doing things on your own. Yep, sure. Uh, so initially, like this, everything started like 10 years, 10, 11 years ago, like when I just graduated from high school and my dad asked me like, hey, what do you want to become in your life? And it was a tough question. I had no clue, no clarity, what I'll be doing in my life. And just because all of my friends, they were taking admission in engineering colleges. Uh, so I said, okay, I'll be an engineer. And he said, okay, this guy is a serious person. He sold his land. He got me admitted in an engineering college. And then uh, I was there. I was making some new friends. I was really in loving the college life, but I was not at all liking the classes going on because i was finding it really like it was extremely theoretical uh, and i realized like within just one year that 
I was still not sure. I was still not having the clarity that what I'll be doing in my life. But I was sure for like I was damn sure that I'll I really don't want to become an a uh, become an engineer. <laughs> and uh, so um, then, of course, in the third semester, uh, like I started spending so much time in college library. I explored that area, like self help book section, and then I started reading some books. And then one fine day, like in third semester, I uh, found this book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Yes. Yeah, and I, I still have that copy, that very same copy. It is really old now, completed to like, and it, it still has that library stamp over here. I'm not sure whether you can see yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, that's but, cool, man. Yes. <laughs> that's an admission and, of guilt there, man. They probably have like, <laughs> you have so many fines for that book. <laughs> Yeah, like of course I I was happy to pay the fine, so but I still wanted to keep that book with me. So um, I still have it. Like this, a really special book. I it completely changed my perception about life and finance. And uh, then I decided that hey, like I really wanted to start something of my own. I don't know what I'll be doing. I don't know like how I'll start, how I'll uh, you like get some money to start a business. But I really want to start my business. Right. And uh, then I dropped out of the college the very same day when I, uh, found, <laughs> when I read the book. So you found this yeah, book yeah. in your college library? Yeah, yeah in, this, in my college library. This book that like slams education nonstop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I snuck that one in somehow, man. That's awesome. Right. <laughs> so, yep. And um, I still had no clarity that what I'll be doing. Somehow I got uh, a business idea. And I started working on it. I took some loan from my friends, family, seniors, relatives. And um, yep, I started a business, hired some employees. And then within six months, I completely ran out of the money. And I had to shut down the business. I had no clue. Like I was making so many mistakes. Like the very first week, I hired seven new employees. <laughs> so one. <laughs> so, and I still had no crystal clear idea that what exactly would be the like what kind of solution i'll be providing and everyone was asking like okay like you want us to create a website okay so what do you want us to be have on the website and i was like okay let me think about it so it was the situation was like really worse like i was still in like i was 18 year old handling employees like who were in 30s or 40s <laughs> and uh, of course paying money like i had some uh, so i i had some money like from took some loans and all these things but made a bunch of mistakes and i had to shut down that business within six months i had to fire the employees i had no money to pay them and uh, talking about the business idea it was a simple like um uh it was a kind of a platform where entrepreneurs and investors could meet right so okay. yeah it was it was a it was a good uh idea and of course if i would have persisted and it, uh, wouldn't have made that kind of mistakes, then maybe it could be, I would have been into the same business, but of course it didn't work out. So in six months, the business was off. Like I am in now $5,000 debt and uh, uh, living in a single room apartment with a broken laptop and a 2G internet speed, searching online how to make money online. At, at this point, is your father still speaking to you? No. <laughs> no, because of course, uh, 
So the thing, what happened, like for the for six months, I was not, I didn't have the courage to tell my dad that I have already dropped out. Oh, so, oh, oh. yeah, you went all in. <laughs> yeah. So, and basically, like he was in in my hometown, and I came uh, to another city, like to study the college and all these things. And he used to call me every evening that, hey, son, how was your college? And he used to do it like since the beginning. And even when I dropped out, he used to call me and every day I had to lie. And of course, I, I could feel that guilt. It was really tough, like telling him like every day that, hey, uh, uh, it was I, I couldn't do it. Right. And hey, I learned a lot happened. today, Dad. Uh, you just every day. Well, I was class. I learned a lot today. I learned a lot. <laughs> I, took a, I took a business class on yeah. employees today. <laughs> I got an internship. Yep. I'm doing. It's great. So how long before you knew? By, all right. by the way, we've we've all been in some version of that in our, or at least I have in my school and business career. I got some similar stories there. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm actually comparing myself to you as you're talking. And I'm like, well, I never made any mistakes when I was 18 or 19 years old. <laughs> 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 How long ago before you, your dad knew that you had dropped out of college? Yeah, so that business failed. And now still he used to call me that, hey, how was your college? And of course, <laughs> I was really uh, in guilt. And now I had j just had to like tell him that uh, I'm not going to college anymore. So I went back I, I, uh, to, to my hometown just to tell my dad that I, am, I have dropped out of the college. And of course, you can imagine the scenario, like my dad is uh, in military, like he's a really tough guy, have uh, always been very strict, always used to take us to, uh, to grounds and parks just like so that like we can run and all these things. Like he was, he had these military traits and uh, I had never seen him like uh, sad or like crying, like he always used to be angry. But when I told him that I have dropped out, I saw him crying for the very first time. Oh, man. Yeah. Man, it, yeah. It, so, uh, and he, I still remember like he logged himself in a room for three days and uh, he was not talking, he was not eating. The thing is like in India, we have, we need to understand that uh, if your son or daughter is not a doctor or engineer, then you are a big time failure. There's still that kind of mentality. And especially like if, if you are doing some online business, then still people feel that uh, like it's a big spam, uh, like uh, something uh, yeah. scam going on. And one day or another day, cops are going to come and they're going to took you to, uh, to prison. So there's still that kind of a mentality. So um, when I told him that, like, I want to like start something of more and like, of course, he was disheartened <laughs> because. Uh, he had sold his land and all these things. So it was tough for him, tough for my entire family. Uh, my mom was crying, my dad was crying, and I was crying. I had no clue that what I'll be doing, but I really didn't want to go back to the college because I knew that it's not for me. Um, so, but still, like, of course, now I have to come back to my city. Like, I didn't want to live over there. Uh, so I came back. Uh, my dad just told me one thing that, whatever you do, just don't do wrong things. But the thing is like, uh, now for several months, uh, I was not able to talk to my dad. Like he was not calling me now. I, I had no conversation with my family. Like there was no support, nothing at all. 
right? No friends, no families, nothing. I was just alone. Uh, With like no again, idea so, how, to, how to make money at this point. Yeah, yeah. And now, of course, I was searching online that how to make money online with zero investment because I had no money at all. And um, then I found about self-publishing that maybe like you can uh, write book, publish book and make some passive income. Like this was 10 years ago. And um, so I had nothing to do at all. So what I did is I, I started writing a book. And you, you, you wouldn't believe it. Like uh, uh, I had no idea about real estate, but the first book which I wrote was about how to sell a house. And uh, it, it, was, it did good. Like, of course, I have, now I have unpublished that book and I really don't recommend anyone to publish or write something about which you really don't have any expertise on. But back then, my main intention was to make money, pay bills. My landlord uh, used to call me daily that, hey, when are you going to pay the rent? Like, I, I didn't, I paid the rent for three months now. And, uh, you know, like you can imagine, like every day, a new renter used to come just to see the property that, hey, like, do you like it? Because now he wanted me to go, like, uh, he didn't want me to live there anymore. I'm just telling you, like, please give me one month. Please give me one month. Yeah. So it was that kind of scenario. Meanwhile, he's bringing in yeah. potential tenants to like take your spot. Yes. And you're like, hey, have you seen my best-selling <laughs> book, How to Buy Your Own House? <laughs> yep. This is great. Right. So um, somehow I written the book, like with my bad English writing skills, right, in 21 days. And uh, I wrote that book. And uh, of course, it was really badly written. Back then, my girlfriend, like, she was really great at academics. And uh, she did the proofreading thing and fixed the grammars and all these things. And now, of course, the book was doing well. I published the book. Now she's my wife. So, um, so I published that book. And uh, then uh, the first month, I made around $27. Right? And it was a really big achievement for me because this was the first time I'm making something, especially online. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I saw, I, I check out the reports dashboard on Amazon KDP and found that I, okay, so this month it is $27. I still remember like at, it was the same time, like at, at around 1130 or something PM. And I was jumping on a bed in night that, Hey, like, this is crazy. I've done something. Yeah. And uh, still I had like the, the rent used to be around $90 and I still had no money to pay him because of course I had some other things as well. But the thing is like, I, I, I was getting the clarity. Now I was seeing things that maybe I can explore this thing and maybe I can uh, make some money out of it. And then again, like when I understood the, exactly how the system worked, how to write, publish and market the book. So I written the second book, like it was a short version of the book, just 50, 60 pages, but I wrote the second book in just three days and published that book. And this time I also did, did some marketing for both of these books. And this month I made around $440. Nice and, increase. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So of course now I was seeing things that it is working for me. And uh, finally I was able to, like, of course, still I was not able to pay the rent because if you know, like Amazon uh, gives you the royalty after 60 days. So for all the sales oh, you're getting wow. this month. Cash flow yeah. problem. So month yep. two, you made over $400 though. Month one, yeah, $27. Month two, you make 400 Of course, you haven't, you're not seeing this money for another 60 yeah. days, but you're proving mm -hmm. that you're, well, number one, you're, you're studying, you're trying to find out how can I make money online? 
month mm-hmm. one, you prove your concept, which again, you're like, oh my gosh, like I have figured out how to make money online. And then mm-hmm. you, man, 15 times that effort with your month two. So you're like, mm-hmm. made the tweaks you needed to make. You wrote the book a lot faster, put something else out mm-hmm. there. And, and now you're starting to make decent, decent money online. Yeah. So what happens yeah. next, man? Yep. So now things started changing. Of course, I was not liking the books which I was producing. Like I was uh, publishing books after books under my pen names, like about real estate and all these different topics I had no expertise on. And I was not liking it because somehow deep down, I knew that like, uh, I should not do that. And, uh, but the thing is like things started changing when some of my friends, like who started reaching out to me, like, can you please help me write the book? Because I was, I started posting all over the places on my Facebook. And these people, they started reaching out to me. Can you please help me as well? Some of my college friends as well, like who helped me when I needed money for my first business. And I said, okay, yep, let's do that. And I started helping them for free. And basically I had a system for myself and I showed that system to them and it worked for them as well. They were able to write the book, publish the book, made, they also made some money, money as well. So it was good. Now, some of, uh, there were some of the uh, entrepreneurs, friends in my Facebook li- list they also started reaching out to me, to me, like just two or three of them. And what I did is I added a coaching fees as well, like with that help. And uh, of course, now they were, the cash flow started coming. I started helping them. Some of them, they, they were able to write and publish the book. Now things again started changing when some of those entrepreneurs or coaches or thought leaders, they mentioned like, hey, Vikrant, everything is good, uh, but we don't have the time to sit down and write the book. Can you help me do that? And then I did some market research and found that there are so many people out there, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, coaches, speakers, uh, like who are in different space, like especially in the information business, who have a story, who have a message and idea to share with the world in the form of a book, but really don't have the time or don't have the skill set to write a book. And then I thought maybe I can assemble a team of book writers editors, publishers, designers, and the marketers, and then offer them a done-for-you services. And then I created this company, bestsellingbook.com. And through this, like we have helped uh, several of uh, like more than 250 clients since then, like turning their ideas into a best-selling book. I used to offer the coaching. I used to offer the consultation. Now I have completely uh, moved to this, this service line where we are helping and working with those people like who don't have the time to write the book. Man, that's an awesome just continuation of being able to involve, evolve your business and your education behind what you're learning and experiment with and pivot each step of the way to, to not only make it more successful, but to provide more value and to help more yeah. and to see more need. And I love that. And that's, I mean, man, you're, you're, you're speaking to me as your customer right now, because for a lot of us in the business side, especially at this point when we're 20, 25 years into our career, we've became experts in our field or, or some version of that, which means we have the knowledge but because we're good at what we're do what we're doing in, yeah. in the business we built, we're extremely busy. We're drowning in clients and work, but mm. want to be able to provide information to a, on a large scale level or help more people. And uh, I feel like a book is one of the greatest ways to do that. But finding the time to do it 
and knowing, hey, that's that's not my skill set at all. I'm 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 a numbers guy. I, I can't hardly write mm. a sentence. And, and to know there's a platform out there is really cool. Um, and uh, to hear your story on how you were able to see that as you continue to grow through friends and entrepreneurs and Facebook and using social. And, and for you, I assume you were just continuing to get more educated on the process. Um, yeah. Uh, and and is all this coming from just self-discipline uh, behind your, your research and Google and education behind it online? Or were you going out hiring mentors and teachers and coaches on your side how are you building your knowledge base so initially of course everything was coming from what i was uh, searching online and founding online this was the first step and then i started experimenting it on my books then that experience was like got me so much knowledge like way more knowledge than the internet right than, than the google information okay then i I helped, like when I started helping people, then I learned more, right? Every book is a different experience for me, for my team. And for every book, like in different industries. Uh, so like, I just wanted to share one experience, for an example, uh, till like four, four, by four years ago, like uh, I used to think that this book writing and publishing thing is specifically only for people like who are just in the like information industry, like people like who are coaches, speakers, or consultants or maybe some like an entrepreneur who have some message or idea to share. Uh, but uh, some year, like a few years ago, like a client came, he, he was a former CEO of Dexcom, which is a $40 billion company. And now he has created his own company called Lysolin, which offers a natural solution to cure diabetes and uh, not natural alternative to insulin, right? And um, now, he has a physical product, like a, uh, a pills like he sells. And now he wanted to write a book to explain how this lysoline thing works and how it can cure diabetes. And I was, by that time, I was, uh, I had this kind of a preconceived notion that maybe this writing a book can't help any entrepreneur with physical products. But when, of course, we, we wrote the book for him, we edited, published it, marketed the book. We made it a bestseller in diabetes category and so many different categories on Amazon. And six after six months, when we when I checked in with him, I saw that like he was able to got on like several podcasts using the same book, several TV shows, and also was able to double his business using the book. So it was all possible just because of uh, taking that book, taking that information he has, but packaging it in such a way so that the readers or maybe his backend clients can use it. So it's all about like branding and, and establishing your authority on the topic. So, and of course, as Brand, Brian Tracy always says this, that to become an authority on your topic, you have to become an author because authority, like if you go with the, the word, the first few letters, like it combines, it becomes an author, right? So um, that's why like if you become an author on a on in topic, it definitely somehow like people start treating you different from the other people or your competition. So it definitely stands you apart from, uh, from other people or the crowd or the competition. So, so do you feel like based on your experience now and working with hundreds of clients through, through writing books and publishing books, any type of business owner or entrepreneur, 
will find benefit in being an author of some subject matter uh, behind what they're an expert in or, or they grow in their business in? See, I have read so many books. Like, of course, uh, I read this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I was able to drop out. Uh, and of course, I got some clarity. And this is just the business. But if you talk about, like, there's so many different areas I have improved. For example, how to have a great posture, how to talk to people, how to have a great relationship, how to smile, how to be happy, how to clean your home, uh, clean your home. Or like, there's so many books on all the different topics, right? You can, anything that you can imagine, like there, there are experts out there who have written the books on the topic and it is helping their business. They're helping, they, it is helping them get more coaching clients. So anything you can imagine, like recently we worked with one of our clients, like, um, she wrote a book called Future Woman, and it, that book is all about cryptocurrency. And of course, it helped her, her uh, like get more and more business for her, more and more clients for her business. So of course, anything you can imagine, like if you write the book in such a way, right, so that like people can really enjoy it, and then of course, eventually they will start reaching out to you, to you then, uh, then definitely it can help you. It can help your readers as well. And it can also help your personal branding as well. There's two things that just came to my mind as you're saying the Brian Tracy comment specifically, but to become an authority on a topic, you you need to become an author, right? I read a book one time, so this is secondary. You're talking about there's books about all kinds of things. There's all types of things that you can learn. I read a book called How to Read a Book. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> the book yep. was about how to read a book. And honestly, That's really smart, actually. Yeah. And because if you're a reader, you know, like yeah. you read these books and it was just giving you like, hey, here's some ideas for when you're reading a book to get the most out of it. So you can write a book about, about anything. anything. But That's the other pretty- thing <laughs> that you said about the authority piece is that one mm-hmm. of the things in that book, it says, argue with the author. Like, hey, write in the book. And if the if there's a point in the book that you don't like or that you do like, like argue with it. Hey, yeah, man, that's right. Or no, I don't agree with that. And it made me think. I always assumed, and I don't know if this is universal or this is just a, this was a me thing, Mm -hmm. but that if you wrote a book, you must know what you're talking about. Like I just assumed when I was reading something in a book that it was accurate Mm -hmm. and true, that the person was right, you know? And and so that argue with the author thing pointed that out to me as like, oh yeah, I'm just all, I'm automatically assuming they're true because they wrote, they wrote the book. And that Mm -hmm. again, it does, it, there's a certain, um, if implied authority is the word I want to use, but you just you you assume if someone has written a book about how to sell real estate or sell a house yeah. that they know how to do it, and um, yeah, so on the writing the book side or having a book with your name on it, it's going to give you credibility, whether you deserve it or not. You're going to get right. some credibility, and if you write a book about something that you actually know about, you should have some credibility. Yep, and of course, uh, the first book which I wrote uh, the title was 19 days to sell your house you will not find it on amazon or barnes and nobles but maybe you can find some reviews on goodreads right if you're going to search 19 days to sell your house and there are some good reviews out there the thing which i did is there are all the information out there on the internet that how to sell the house how to have a pricing how to present the uh, the house to the to the buyer but the thing is what i did is i structured in it's in such a way that what to do on day one day two till day 19. And I made it so simplified. One email I received like several years ago that I was able to sell the house using your book. 
not in 19 days, but around three, three, three or four months. But it was kind of a, I was feeling happy, but I somehow I was uh, knowing that it is not good for me. Although I was making some royalty incomes, some passive income, but I had to unpublish the book because of course I knew that I'm not that expert on the topic and I should not write a book on that topic. <laughs> so so all right, let's talk about that for a second. I, I think in, in a lot of our society and especially with young entrepreneurs, there's some question of how much do I know or confidence or when you put things in writing, people can argue with you, just like uh, Josh, you're, you're referring to. Um, it's there for people to see and, and people to research and take the time and effort to find out the areas you're incorrect or wrong. How do you know when it's time to write a book? How do you know when you are the expert? Um, mm-hmm. what, what kind of advice do you have there for our audience? This, uh, I think I'm successful, but who am I comparing myself to? I think I'm an expert, but how do I know? So I'm going to share two things with over here. So the first thing is like is all about market validation or the idea validation. So uh, there are so many places out there like where you can validate your idea. So for an example, right, uh, if you want to write a book, like if you are really productive, right, in your workspace, in your relationship, like you're able to manage all these things. And now you want to write a book about that topic. Now, to write a book, like what you can do is like, first of all, you have to go online, search on like on Amazon and find out all the books, maybe some of the top books over there about productivity. And like there, there's, you don't even have to buy the book. You can just simply like, there's a feature called look inside. You can go through some, the table of content and read some of the pages of the book as well. You can also check out the three stars and four star ratings because they also not only tell you the pros, they also tell the cons, like what is missing in the book. Now you are put, uh, collecting all these information and now you are creating an outline of your book. And now you are using uh, places like Facebook groups, or there are also some A-B testing platforms like PicFu, where you can test the book idea, like whether the book, whether people would really want to read the book or not. You can also like leverage polls like on LinkedIn or Facebook and see what is the topic. Also, you can test it on, uh, on the different uh, audience. For example, you are really great at uh, being productive. Now, understanding that, maybe the, the, the productivity could be about uh, how to be productive for, like if you're a student or how to be productive if you're an entrepreneur. And these topics are gonna be completely different, right? So how can you understand? Like for example, if you have a backend business or maybe you wanna offer a coaching program uh, in the backend of the book. Now, if you will target students, like how to be a productive student, then these people or these students, like maybe they will not be able to afford your coaching fees. But if you will target entrepreneurs or high, highly skilled executives or professionals, maybe they, they can pay you $2,000, $3,000, $5,000 for your coaching program as well. So you also have to go into that level as well, like uh, going to the back end, like what, why exactly you are writing this book. So this is the first thing is like you have to understand the market, like what do they need? The second thing so, is... Um, hold on. Before you go to the second thing, let me ask you a question there because I think this is really important. Uh, you talk about the back-end side. I assume it's also really important to have the back-end piece of how you're going to monetize this book because nowadays making the book itself is, is not going to make you a tremendous amount of money, but it's going yeah. to drive the traffic 
to the coaching or to the speaking or to the business or to whatever it is. So before you're ready for that book to go live as an entrepreneur, you need to make sure the business component on the back end is in place. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay. All right. Awesome. Um, All right. Number two. Number two is we need to understand that no matter what we do, maybe for an example, if you are starting a business, then there will be some naysayers as well. They will say like, hey, this business is not good. This, this business is not helpful. This business is not going to work. Or maybe this business is not going to serve the client. There's already a business over there. Why do we need this business? right? Why do we need this company? Why do we need this person like who's going to run this company? So no matter you create anything, the, like it could be a product in your business. It could be a book, which is also a product of yours, right? You are the, uh, the, the book is your product, your signature product. Like people are going to know your book, uh, know you from the book. So you need to understand that there will be 10%, 20% people who will still like not like the book, but you, you don't need that. Those, like you really don't have to focus on them. If you are able to serve uh, maybe even 10% of the people only just one person, the uh, one person like who really needed that information, who, whose life has completely changed after reading the book. For example, if Rich Dad Poor Dad, of course, this is an international bestseller, and of course, it has. But still, for me, this book has completely changed my life. Even though if this book wouldn't be a New York Times bestseller or a massive successful book, still this book has would have given the same impact on my life. So even one person's life, if we'll be changing it, I'm not talking about the business now. But even if you will change one person's life, then it is worth it. Now, talking about the business, of course, um, there could be people like who will not like the book. There will be people like who will say negative things about the book. That's okay. It's, it happens with anything, right? For example, if you are starting a podcast, maybe it is not right. It is not a good fit for every people out there. You, you know that who are your target clients, who are your target listeners. And you just focus on those people. Some of your podcast episodes work. Some of the podcast episodes don't work, right? So you really don't care that, hey, like this episode, maybe it's not going to work. You always give your best. You always have to create an amazing book for your readers. So this, is, this should be the mentality. Man, as you're saying that too, <clears throat> using that book as an example, because man, that, the same for me, Vikrant, like that book, somebody drew out the cash flow quadrant, the SBI. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. why I saw that before I saw it before I read the book, but they, they said, you know, Hey, this is from Robert Kiyosaki. And I read the book and it changed my life because mm-hmm. I didn't know that you could make money without trading your time for it. And so yeah. my early twenties, it set me on that path of like passive residual income. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, totally changed my direction from a career standpoint for sure. But if you Google rich dad, poor dad, you will find tremendous amounts of criticism about that. Yeah. book. People hate exactly. that book. <laughs> people like they hate it so much they like went back and like yeah the 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 rich dad doesn't really exist he made this up it's a par- i mean just attack <laughs> man but robert kiyosaki the reason we know his name is because of this book and mm-hmm. regardless i don't i don't care if he made it up or not it changed changed my world just changed your world and- right it's just it's it's awesome there's always going to be the people that are going to try to find something wrong with the success that you're having and, and do you know that Rich Dad Poor Dad was ghostwritten? Oh, was it really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. So Kiyosaki's like, I don't know any, either of those dads. All right. So, let, so let's, <laughs> let, let's, that kind no, of segues into my I, next question there. 
mm-hmm. so as a business owner, I have no idea how to write a book, no idea how to find time to write a book. Uh, what's the, what's the first steps? What what do, what do you all offer, and what are the things we should consider? I got to call a timeout for you, real quick, Chad. All right, because I got to I got to say something because it just popped in my head. Oh, Victor, uh, you'll like this. You said go. You said rich dad, poor dad, was ghost ridden. So I'm gonna throw out this guy's name too. I think it's okay. <laughs> um, uh, so we, me and Chad, on a cleaning company together. But mm-hmm. back in the day when I got started, I was cleaning houses like. You know, that was my entrepreneurial journey and was starting in. I was in that S quadrant, baby. I was out there trading my time for money, cleaning toilets. But one of my clients, I asked him what he did. And he's like, well, I'm an author. And so I found out he's a, he was a ghostwriter. And he wrote okay. books for John Maxwell. So one of the most renowned top leadership guys in the world. <laughs> like he's top of his category and has been forever. And I was like, well, I was just trying to learn more, right? So I was like, well, how come you don't put your name on the book? He's like, well, mm-hmm. two reasons. He's like, number one, he's like, I will get paid more doing mm-hmm. it without putting my name on it, number one, yeah. because of who he's writing for. Mm-hmm. Number two, he's like, this is so funny, because John Maxwell is the number one leadership expert in the world. Mm-hmm. This guy said, I'm a terrible leader. I can barely lead my family. If I put my name on that book, I would start getting speaking opportunities at leadership conventions. He's like, and I can barely <laughs> lead my, you know, my daughter to, to school. <laughs> And I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and so it's funny. So I'm like, I, yeah, I've never read a John Maxwell book quite the same since then. I love John Maxwell. But um, yeah. but it was funny that, you know, Maxwell obviously is creating a lot of the content that's being written in his books, but he's not sitting behind the typewriter, you know, pounding mm-hmm. them out himself. He, he, he doesn't, maybe he, I don't know if he's got the skill to do it or not. Of course, he has the time if he wants to, but he would rather do other things. And so he can have mm-hmm. someone else write his book for him, which is pretty cool. Yeah, for an example, we need to understand that, uh, Shad, like you are great at bookkeeping and numbers and all these things. You have developed this skill set after working on this thing for several years or several months, right? Right. Now, book writing is also one of the skill set. Right. And all these people like who are in the top of the ladder, like they know this thing. If they will start writing the actual book, they're going to create a really shitty book. Right. Oh yeah, so, I did that recently. Yes, yeah. I, I wrote down. <laughs> I'm I, in that process right now. <laughs> Chad's doing it now. I'm I'm coaching him. I wrote down because I've been wanting to write a book, man, forever, <laughs> and I haven't done it. And so I created a bio for myself recently, and I put on there. Okay. Josh Melton is a business owner, an author, a speaker, and I'm like, you know, I made myself write this book that's awful. I was like, nobody will ever see it, but it, you know, I had to like bring my. You check that box. Yeah. I checked the box, and so. Uh-huh. I have written Save the terrible book, man. Help. Yeah. <laughs> Check. <laughs> the bad one. I'm good. I don't have the skill set. We're in the same boat. We're in I, the same boat now. I've been a bad business owner. We've had some bad podcasts. Now we're writing a bad book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guide us. We got good momentum for bad things. That's this is right. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but of course, we need to see that um, even though these books were not written by those actual authors, but still, all those ideas are from their mind, their head, right? Those ghostwriters, for like, for example, John Maxwell's case, like he was not expert at leadership, but he was re- really great at taking interviews, exactly capturing the ideas, thought process, and message, and stories, and experiences, and turning it into a professional-looking book. Yeah, he told that me his skill set was that. He's like, he's like, what I'm good at. He's like, is I'm good at writing in John Maxwell's voice. That's what he said. Yeah. I'm good in writing in John Maxwell's voice. 
And he is. Yeah. I mean, I was like, well, okay, yeah, it makes sense to me. So, yeah, that skill set was there that he had. And he is taking, again, John Maxwell's content to life. But John Maxwell may not be able to communicate it as well in writing as this guy's able to do. Mm -hmm. Yes, right. And, of course, these people, they have produced so many books. Like, uh, there are so many books from Robert Kiyosaki. There are so many books from Stephen Covey. Stephen Covey's Seven ha Habits of Highly uh, Successful People. Like, it is also ghostwritten. That book, like uh, Losing My Virginity by Richard Branson, it was also ghostwritten. So there are so many popular books out there, like which was ghostwritten, but still people don't care about whether the, the, the book was ghostwritten or not, or who is the publisher. They really care about what value it brings to their life or their business. That's it. So yeah, man, roll with us. All right. So yeah, how do how do we do that? If we don't have time. Steps, we yeah. already know we don't have skill. You don't know if we have time or not. You can probably understand from talking to us. You're like these guys. <laughs> they don't have the skill to write their own book. But yeah, I how am do we, committed to writing a freaking book. <laughs> <laughs> how do we write the book if we don't have those? If we don't have the time, we don't have the skill. How do we write our own book? Of course, as we mentioned, said that uh, it's always starts with the commitment, yep. right? So you are in the in the right direction. Now, the thing is, like, of course, people have commitment. People really want to write the book. Now, most of the people, like, why they are not able to write the book is subconsciously, they know that there are so many steps involved in actual writing and publishing the book. For an example, like, first of all, they have to come up with the title, subtitle. Then they have to create a book outline. Then they have to write the introduction, then chapters and uh, conclusion. And once, for, for, for an example, if they were able to write the book, then there comes the editing, proofreading, then author bio, book description, cover designing, interior designing, assigning an ISBN, publishing a Kindle version, publishing the paperback version, then uh, doing the marketing, getting sales reviews. There are so many things. And of course, subconsciously, we know that there are so many steps involved. For example, if someone is going to ask me like, hey, like, can you do the bookkeeping? I said, no, I really don't want to learn this. I really don't want to check into it. Like someone who has an expertise, like they, they're better to it. Like they have the expertise, they have developed that expertise or skill set for after several years, they should do it. I should not do it, right? So now also like, uh, so once they understand, once they subconsciously know that it's too much work, even when they start, they quit or they procrastinate or maybe they just tell, tell like, okay, so there's some serious projects now. I'm gonna do it maybe three, after three months or after a an year. And that's where like I have worked with some of our clients, like they, they were planning, they were trying to write this book for 10 years, 20 years, some of them, they were, trying to write the book for the entire lifetime. So the thing is that uh, the first step, like, uh, of course, as you asked that, the first step should be like uh, the four elements, the four elements like which, just like cash flow quadrant, like we have a cash flow quadrant for us, like it is called the outline quadrant. And these outline quadrants like has four elements. The first is what is your book idea? The second is why you are writing this book. Third is who is going to be your target readers. The fourth is what is the hook of the book? Like how this book is going to be different from the other books on the same topic. So these four elements combined becomes the, the outline quadrant. And if you, if you really ask you the questions around these uh, elements, these four elements, then of course it is going to help you create a book outline. Now, for example, one of the number one reason people really mess up and they really get, uh, are not able to finish the book is they don't start with a book outline, hmm. right? Shed, do you have a book outline? I got all four of these questions answered. I'm there. Okay. I, I, awesome. I, I, I know my why. I know my target. I know my hook. I know my value. 
I'm there. Awesome. I, I even have and, an idea of my chapters, but man, okay. when it gets into all the other stuff of Mm-hmm. When uh, you were saying all that other shit, stuff shit a minute up. ago, I could actually I could feel his soul leaving his body, yeah. giving up on his dream. It's like no, it is like I know I know the content, I know what I want, I know the value, but I have all these questions. Like, man, uh-huh. do I use more illustrations? Do I have more pictures? How long should my chapters be? Should I have twenty five chapters or twelve chapters? What's the cover going to look uh-huh. like? How do I market? How fast should I do this? Should I self publish? Um, man, what if I do all this? And it doesn't freaking sell, or I get some bad reviews, or man, the IRS shows up at my door. Like, what's all this stuff you're putting in there? She just had a money. Like, there's all these things. I'm like, what about an attorney's? Like, what am I copywriting something? I don't know that it exists out there. There's just there's so my many God, questions. You're stressing me out now. I man. know. Stop like, already. I'm ready. Like, I'm ready. I'm committed to jail or no jail. I'm writing the freaking book, but I need some help, man. So he so, made my soul leave my body when so he was talking. I, so I've got these four things down. Take me from here, my man. Yeah. So once we have these four elements ready, the next step is having the table of content ready or kind of a rough outline ready. The table of content is really important. Is like why? Because all the people, like I know, like most of these people, like they always start with chapter one, right? Just because they don't have the outline. So what happens is someday, like you really don't want to write the chapter one then, but if you have the table of content ready, like the, the chapter one, sub chapter one, two, three, four, chapter two, sub chapter one, two, three, four. If you have it ready, then for example, if you are working on the chapter one and you don't want to work on chapter one, maybe you can start working on chapter six, right? It's all about like the, the ideas coming to you. But you have to have the outline ready, the, the core ideas this, and core ideas, the sub ideas, and maybe the, the core ideas could be these chapters and the sub ideas could be the sub chapters. You can use some mind mapping tools and you can create in some branches. And once the outline is ready, you can start. Now, the thing is, like, once the table of content is ready, the next step is like the actual writing process. And people like really don't want to write the book. There's a writer's blog. They, Sometimes they want to write, sometimes they don't want to write, they're busy, and all of these things are happening. Now, the thing is, like, uh, maybe we, we can see that most of these people, they are good at talking their ideas, but they are not good at the actual writing. So, what, so once we have these book uh, outline ready or table of content ready, they can start talking about those ideas and just recording it. They can just talk, right? For example, if you... Uh, want to talk about if, if the book, the actual book is how to be productive for entrepreneurship. So maybe the first could be like create a to-do list one day before going to the bed or something like that. And then just start talking about the idea. This could be the chapter one, right? I'm just giving an example. And once you complete all the like uh, recordings, then use some tools out there like HappyScribe or Rev.com to transcribe everything. And you have 60 to 70% content ready over there. And I know it's going to be complete junk. No one will be able to read it, but still most of the content is ready. Now, the only thing is like, you just have to rearrange it now, or maybe you can have an editor like who can fix it in and make it in such a form that it, it looks readable. And, and then of course, it's good to go. But the thing is like, people think that they have to actually sit down and write the book. Yes, but there's that- so many... Like, that's where I'm at. I went to Office Depot and bought this like really cool, thick leather, like gold journal. I'm like, all right, this is what I'm going to use to start writing my book. And so, so step one, I've got my, my four items covered. Step two, I have my table of contents. I've laid out 25 chapters. I know 
the content and how it's going to transition from chapter to chapter. And now I felt like my step three was now I got to start filling in content and actual writing. But you're saying, no, 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 no. You just need to start recording video and take a video. Not video. Like you can also go with the audios as well. It's up to you. Okay. So video or I just need to record uh, yeah. Yeah. me presenting the information. Then I can have it transcribed through some sort of service, even with my crazy South Georgia accent. This may or may not work. And then, so here's my question. So the next step, I guess, is, a, is an editor of some version. How does an editor know if my content is good? If, an editor is not an expert in my industry. So are they just looking at style? Are they looking at content and style? Are they doing samples of my audience? What, what happens with an editor? I don't even know what an editor does necessarily yeah. so before you send the the manuscript to the editor you have to understand like the 90 percent of the content should be finalized oh okay all right gotcha yeah and of course the thing the idea behind recording the chapters is that you will be having all the content ready you just have to properly manage it now if you want to write it you can write it you if you want to tweak it you can tweak it if you want to have a ghostwriter like who can uh, interview you now and write the book like or use those information you can do that right so of course it's completely up to you but the thing is the idea is that people always think that there's 25 chapters that i have to complete and i have written just maybe one chapter or two chapters but the thing is like once you if you just record all these things you have all those things in in the file maybe a google doc or ms word whatever it you are comfortable with and whenever you want to make some tweaks, whenever you want to make some changes, you can do that, right? You can uh, have a person like who can just make uh, the adjustments over the, here and there. You can hire uh, some copywriter or content writer like on the early basis like to do that. But the thing is like, of course, if a client comes to us, then what we do is uh, we Yeah, tell, tell us about this. Yeah, I want to know what, what all do you offer and what can I just pay you for though? <laughs> He's like, take my money. I want my soul to come back. I know I'm hijacking (laughs) things here, but yeah. When does the ghostwriter come in the process and what do I need to just make all this happen? Yep. So our standard operating process is the client, like most of the clients we have worked with, they're just in the rough idea stage or they have just figured out like what are the four elements, right? Or subconsciously they know that, right? But still there are so many questions we have to ask. For example, if you know like who is going to be your readers, like we can go really deep into the readers part. Like for example, what pain is this person experiencing if they haven't read your book yet? These kind of questions. Or what kind of, uh, uh, how do they feel if they have just completed reading your book? Do they get clarity? And what kind of action do you want them to take if they have just finished your book? These questions, like it helps you understand uh, the ins and outs of your readers, right? And then, of course, present the information in such a way which is valuable for the reader. It's all about the readers. Like, it's not about, like, your idea. It's all about presenting your ideas which can help the readers, right? So asking these questions, like, which is going to solidify these four elements. You will be having some, like, uh, some of the basic ideas about these four elements, the, the idea, uh, why, readers, and hook but we'll go deep into that, right? So this is the brainstorming session we do whenever someone onboards with, her, with us. Once it is done, then we'll, we'll use that information 
to uh, find you a perfect angel writer. What does that mean by angel writer? So basically, it is kind of a hybrid ghostwriting process. Uh, but the thing is, like these books which you are reading, like Rich Dad Poor Dad, uh, John Maxwell's book, all these ghostwriters, they were angel writers actually. So the standard process of ghostwriting is like you have to come up with an outline, you have to send it to the ghostwriter, then the ghostwriter is going to come up with the manuscript after three or four months, but they have written the book for you in their voice, right? And the, the question which you ask, like, they don't know me, they don't know my personality, how can you write a book? How can they help me out? So these, uh, this entire ghostwriting process, or you can see the, the angel writing process completely based on the interviews. They, you have the rough table of content ready or the outline ready. They go chapter by chapter, take your interviews. There will be two or three interview sessions for each chapters or introductions. And then they write the first draft for you. Then they send it to you. You're going to approve it. You're going to disapprove it. You're going to provide your feedback. It's going to be completely on Google Doc. And you can add your comments. And you know how does that work. They can work on it. Again, there can be a few calls about the chapter. How can you improve it? And then once the chapter one is finished and you're super happy about the chapter one, then we're going to move to the chapter two then chapter three. So step by step, chapter by chapter, introductions and conclusion, we will have the entire manuscript ready. So this is what the angel writing system, how the angel writing system works. And of course, um, this time, like of course, once the manuscript is completed, again, you can go back and go through the entire book. If you have any feedback, any suggestions, you can again, like uh, have a few calls and then again, like uh, make sure that the book is finalized. The manuscript is 90% completed before it can go to the editor or proofreader. And is that so, editor in-house with you all as well? Do you offer editors yeah. and everything yeah. from that standpoint? Yeah, everything. Everything. So the writers and editors, they work with us on contract basis. Okay. But all the other people, like, uh, uh, like for example, if you want to write a very niche specific book, a very technical book, like recently we, uh, we created a cryptocurrency book. And it was a very technical. And of course, if you would hire ghostwriters, then like full time, then it is not possible. And of course, we'll not be able to provide diversified solutions. But just because like we work with our writers on contract or project to project basis, we are able to uh, like we have thousands of writers in our influence. You name it like any type of topic, like especially nonfictions or how to's or autobiographies, we can do that thing. Right. We have done really technical books as well. For example, the, the Lysolin book, like uh, how, how to cure the diabetes and all these things. It was really technical, right? And we had found a ghostwriter. And of course, the, the, you can check out the testimonial from this client, Dr. John Bird, how he was like, he is uh, keeping his book on his hand. And of course, how, what he's talking about our company and the, the process. So the thing is like, once the writing is done, the editing is done, proofreading is done, then there are so many other steps as well. And oh, yeah. now everything is completely in-house. All right, like, so, uh, so right... let's, let's pause there for a second. All right, you know I'm a numbers guy. I'm about to put yeah. you on the spot here. <laughs> Before we get into all the other stuff of uh, covers and cover colors and marketing and what platforms to put it on, all those crazy things, let's talk about I've got my table of contents. I know what I want in the book. I need an angel writer and some sort of editor to get me to mm. my finished product ballpark cost. What, what should I expect for that? What's a range? What's an idea? I have no idea what 
mm-hmm. to what we would be thinking here. So from, from your company and your experience, what does that look like? Yeah, so it depends on the number of pages, but the ballpark cost would be around 10000 to 15000 US dollars. Okay. All right. And that's 200 pages or ballpark something? In Two, that yeah. Yeah, okay. that's the standard length of okay. the book. All right, got it. So I can go from table of contents and idea to finished book ready for the next steps for 10 or 15 yeah. grand. All right, cool. Yes. All right. Now, before we go to the next step of, all right, now we have a book. What the heck do we do from here? Anything you want to jump in with? Or? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, I think that's, that's that's the good thing for the listener is knowing if somebody's like, I want to write a book, this is, you're speaking my language, you can't, how much is it going to cost me? That's, that's yeah, the that's serial CFO, Mr. Numbers guys ever asking that. I think that's the right question to ask. Now, how am I going to make my money back? <laughs> that's a, what's my uh-huh. return on investment? Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah what sure. would the next step would be like, mm-hmm. what, would, what would be the next step from there? Yeah. First of all, let's talk about the, uh, the return on investment. And then we'll talk about the next steps. So one of the part of uh, actual writing the process is uh, whenever we do the brainstorming session or whenever we onboard the client, then we also understand, we try to understand that why exactly they want to write the book. And this is one of the element of the outline quadrant, right? So for example, if your goal is to get maybe coaching clients or maybe sell your video courses or maybe get, get on speaking things, speaking gigs, then we will be we'll try to like create a funnel for you which is going to be inside the book which can help you achieve that goal now let me explain so all these platforms where you are publishing the book like amazon barnes and nobles kobo apple apple books like any platform they will no matter how many copies you will be selling you will not be getting their customer information their name email address you will not be getting it so you have to create a solution for that. And one of the solutions is creating a lead generation funnel inside the book. What does that mean? Is if your book is about maybe uh, how to be productive, then maybe you can offer a checklist is like, like seven-step checklist to be productive today itself or something like that. Anything which can go with that book, but really valuable and people really want to uh, get that thing just in exchange of their email address. So inside the, uh, the book, before the introduction, you can offer this giveaway for free. Now, the thing is, the, the idea is like why we should offer it before introduction is, you know, like look inside p- feature, people can read it before they buy the book. So even if they are not buying the book, they can become your subscriber, right? So the thing is that once we get their contact information, now, whatever goal you have, if your goal is to get, like sell your coaching program, you can do that by doing the email marketing. If your goal is to maybe after six months, like you want to sell your video courses as well, you can do that. If your goal is to like maybe get on speaking gigs as well, like it is possible just by having the email address, you can now take, it, take them to the podcast, take them to the YouTube, take them to other social media thing, whatever you can. But you have their contact information, which Amazon or other publishing platforms are not going to provide. Now, talking about the ROI, now it's all about like we, we don't want to work with those clients like uh, who just specifically want to make money from the book's royalties. That's why we don't work with fiction authors because they, their only thing is like they can use the book and they can... Um, uh, think about like, okay, like how this book is going to make me money. But 
these the non-fiction authors or people like who are in business or who are coaches, experts, or maybe like who are have expertise on a certain topic and they want to write a book on that, they can have a back-end business as well. Right. If you if you talk about like going with the same example, if you if you are writing a book about how to be productive for entrepreneurs, maybe you can also offer a coaching program in the back end by using the lead generation funnel. Right. We are not talking about that coaching program inside the book. You should not do that. Otherwise, people will start review like adding the review that hey, this they, he wanna sell something to us. <laughs> you you should not do that. You can just offer them something like a, a resource guide or anything or checklist or worksheet, maybe after every chapter as well. Like, okay, so this is the action item for this chapter. You can download, you can go through it in the book as well. But if you want a printable version, you can download it from this, this page and you get the email address. And then you can have an email marketing. You can also provide some values and then you can also offer it in the backend. Now, if you talk about the number game, so if you are coaching, program and of course i have a, some of our clients like their coaching program they offer it for $5000 for one month now even if you get maybe three coaching clients within 6 months which is possible which is really possible like our clients have done it then you are getting the money back right yeah. so um i'm not talking about the books royalties of course you can make some money from there but sure. it's all you should always focus on like you, you should know that the real money is in the back end. Yeah, that 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 makes sense. Um, yeah. And I think that's something as as I've researched and understood the real value of writing a book. It's the it's becoming uh, more and more common for the book to be free or or the book to be a really yeah. low cost option to provide value to the Ooh. reader, but then back end have an, another place where you can provide more value in, in exchange for some sort of uh, monet, monetary. Uh, business-based uh, model, um, and, and I think that's a really cool avenue of how this can be a successful platform regardless of what your business model is and, and the mm. credibility behind right now being an author um, and the credibility mm. behind having a book. So so we understand this process. Uh, we understand how to back in and make money from our book. How do we go through the next steps to where our book actually ends up in front mm-hmm. of people or ends up on the bestseller Amazon list? What what happens from from completion of book to all the other components we know that exist now? Yeah. So so Josh and Shad, like whenever we work with our clients, there are three phases we work on. The okay. first is produce phase. The produce phase is all about producing the manuscript, which is all about selecting your angel writer, working with you to create an uh, the the outline quadrant which has four elements and then once it is done, then title and subtitle, the actual book, right, written in your voice by taking your interviews, and then editing and proofreading. It is all about the manuscript, like producing the manuscript. So once the first phase is done, then the next phase is called publish phase, where we have to prepare the book for publishing and distribution. And uh, the first step is like we'll write the author description, the, the, the book description, author bio, the, the back cover copy. And then we also do the Kindle cover design, the paperback cover design. And then we also do the interior designing for the Kindle version and the paperback version. We also do the uh, create a book trailer video, create an ISBN, like assign an ISBN number to the book. We publish the book. 
We also do the keywords research, category research, and all of these things, right? And then we eventually publish the book uh, on both the version, like Kindle and paperback. So this is called the publish phase, okay. right? It is all about preparing the, for the publishing and then doing the distribution process. So this is the publish phase. It usually takes us around one or one and a half months to do this thing. The produce phase takes us around three to four months. Okay. The next P or the next phase is called profit phase, which is all about uh, doing the marketing, getting sales, getting reviews, and also using the book to like use the book to like to do do the monetization in the back end. Means if you have a coaching business and all these things, like we can support you with that as well. So the thing is, like we always start with a book launch plan as well, like. We, we create your author central page over here in the profit phase, and then we create a book launch plan. And the thing, the step which we take is, for example, if you want to become a bestseller on Amazon, then the step which we take is like we, if your book is about like maybe self-help, then we see that what are the number of uh, uh, sales the number one book is getting in that specific category on Amazon. For example, if you are, uh, the number one book is getting around 500 sales, and we, we can figure it out. There are so many tools out there like, which can help us do that. We, have, we, we use those tools and we find out the number of sales of the books. So if the number one book is getting 500 sales, then our goal is to get you more than 500 sales in a day so that your book can outrank that number, number one book and you can become a best-selling author. So this is the simple process. But if you talk about the detail, like we use Amazon ads, sometimes we use BookBub ads, sometimes we use email uh, like uh, for like influencers who have the email list around that topic and we pay them money to promote it in their follower base so these are some of the things like we do and we create it in such a way that we get massive sales under a few days under those uh, the launch period and we make the book number one bestseller and to get reviews we reach out to amazon top reviewers and people who are interested in your books copy and then we send them books and then we get reviews, like we get you at least 15 reviews so that your book looks good on Amazon. Otherwise, of course, if you have just, if your book is really good, like with a shiny book cover, but has zero reviews or just one or two reviews, like it, it won't look good. So um, we'll launch your book with 15 reviews, like within two or three weeks. And once it is done, then we, we can also do the press and social media and all these things. It means everything you can imagine around book, like we'll be doing that, right? So produce phase, about the producing the manuscript publish phase is about like preparing the book for publishing and then distribution uh, phase profit phase which is all about the uh, marketing sales reviews and pr and all these things all right cool all right now talk to me in my love language here we talked about what it costs in the produce phase uh the publishing distribution phase what's a, a ballpark number for an entrepreneur like me to to go through that phase around five thousand dollars Okay. All right. It, and, and it then, depends again. Yeah. It also depends on the services like sure. you take in these around, but yeah, it's going to be around $3,000 to $5,000. Okay. All right. And now I know this is a, a big wide net hearing very tremendously, but the profit phase, what's an average idea for an entrepreneur with a skill set, uh, and a, in a really niche market, niche market, to, uh, to go through the profit phase of, of yeah. marketing an Amazon bestseller. Yeah, it would be around eight thousand dollars to ten thousand dollars. Okay, all right. And it also includes the other things like press and social media and all these things. So this is one thing which we offer, which is the Amazon bestseller. We also have the capability, and we have worked with some of our clients and made them Wall Street Journal bestseller 
and USA Today general bestsellers as well. And of course, that's a completely different game out there. Like on Amazon, like we have a different system to make a bestseller on Wall Street Journal or USA Today. Like it's a really uh, like we have all the teams from all the uh, all the areas, all the uh, projects, and then we work together to create work on that. And we work with limited clients for those projects. But the thing is, like, we have to get around 6,000 to 7,000 sales in a week to become a WSJ or USA Today general bestseller. And is this and, something that's all funded cash out of pocket for an entrepreneur? Do you have programs that assist in financing this? Or do y'all do profit shares? Is there any creative approach? Or is it pretty much is what it is from a payment standpoint? Uh, we have, like, initially when I started this company, like, I started doing it for the profit share and all these things but it didn't work out yeah. why it didn't work out is for example if i used to go with the profit share then those people they were not serious about their book right yeah i started working i, I signed a ghostwriter and then like they were gone yeah now i had to pay the ghostwriter they needed some skin so, in the game they needed some commitment exactly. financially right they, yeah Makes so sense. that's why i decided like several years ago that no uh it's gonna be completely like on the fee basis you work with us, you pay us some money, we provide you the services, you get the entire 100% rights and royalties of the book. And, and in, in summary of those steps, 20 to 25 grand in six months' time, I yeah. go from nothing to a best-selling, best-selling author. Book. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. That is, man. All right. So kind of closing down the episode, I have a really good idea, number one. But I want you mm-hmm. to just share with us uh, – just really like ideally, if you're talking to me and Chad, if there's any kind of, I say last minute advice, because we're the lower, last minutes of the podcast, but any advice that you would give to us in regards to if we, if we were both saying like, hey, we want to write a book from the front stages of it, like what would you tell us? Hey, this is the first thing you need to, you need to do. Is it really, I mean, when it comes down to it, to go to your website and, and hire your company, or is there something else we should be looking at too? Yeah. So uh, the thing is like, most of these people, like they always uh, procrastinate is one of the reasons, of course, as I mentioned, that they have no clarity. They know like there are so many steps, but they, they, they don't know the sequential way to do that. For example, you know, like, okay, like I have to write the book and all these things, but what to do next, right? So for your audience, like uh, I'm going to be offering a checklist, which is going to provide them the like the logical and sequential way like this is going to be the step one and you have to work on it then the step two then the step three like in the logical way and all like from the produce phase to profit phase like they can do it themselves because like along with the checklist they also get a blueprint which explains how to use the checklist so they can download it they can print it out they can paste it on their wall and they start working on the book and then start checking it so it's going to be fun right like i have seen some of the really great results using the checklist. We use the same checklist for our clients, right? So to get the checklist, they can simply go to bestsellingbook.com slash checklist. And then they can download the checklist along with the blueprint, which is going to help them drastically on their publishing journey. That's awesome, man. And one question there for you. So I've never spoken to anyone about offering these services and their services for every type of market out there that exists for entrepreneur, much like in, in other categories, um, for your services, I, I'm going to use cars for as an example, cause that's an easy one to relate to. Is this the, 
the Rolls Royce of service, or is this the Kia? Are we somewhere in between? Where where do you fall in in these type of services and price points for the 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 audience you're looking for? We are somewhere in between. Okay, all right. So you're the Ford and Chevys over here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you if you're gonna go search for the ghost riding services, like how much does it cost? Like if you can yeah. just Google it, like how does it how much does it cost for ghost riding? It's you will get this number like twenty thousand to forty thousand dollars. Like it is gonna start, right? Gotcha. And also like some of the ghost riders they also charge fifty grand, hundred grand as well just to write the book. Like if you if you just ask uh, that uh, John Maxwell's author, that ghostwriter, I'm sure that for one book like he would be charging like hundred grand. <laughs> Right. So yeah, they live, they live so, in a nice house, and he was the only person that worked in his family. So I mean, he's doing something right. <laughs> well, that that's really helpful for, for to me to kind of help define that, and understand yeah. um, the the service and what to expect, and the price points, and and you know where that relates in the grand scheme of market. So thank you for being willing to to share that. And I, I know that's a tough question sometimes. Yeah. So here's where, man. This for me as we're talking, we're going through all this stuff. This is really what I just feel led to. Um, I don't really have a whole lot probably that's on the inside here or here that's going to that's mm-hmm. gonna move mountains for people or make differences. Like, you know, Chad's got this skill set. Like, I don't have, but I would be really interested in marketing a book just called 19 I'm, Days to I'm, Sell Your House. We just, need to read. This is the second edition. I'm the author this time. I mean, I'm that, down with it, man. That's really close because I'm like 19 days to pay less taxes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't need to write it, man. Let's, I had it ghostwritten I'm just, 10 years ago. I'm just good at stealing and having a lot of confidence behind it. It doesn't mean I have some writing skills. Oh, man. So y'all check it out. Bestsellingbook.com backslash checklist. That will get you on the path to moving forward. And then, too, I mean, I love that we were able to dive into some of these numbers, too, Vikrant, with where we're, if, you know, the person who is the serious uh, candidate here, like, no, I really want to write a book. I need to know what it's going to take. They know exactly what they need to do right now. So, mm-hmm. man, we appreciate your time being on the Entrepreneur Adventure Podcast with us today. Chad, you got anything to say on yeah, wrapping up? Yeah, I got one thing I want to share um, with our audience and, and uh, a testimonial behind how this works now. And and for the traditional business owner, these models are are a little bit hard to comprehend because we live in a world that's uh, mm-hmm. sometimes quite dated and adapting to technology and get, stay in the weeds. But uh, I have a client who has pursued uh, this route in the last 12 months of changing his business model. He he wanted to write a book and use that book, exactly like you're, you're, you're talking about, to build a funnel to get email addresses, mm-hmm. to offer more value through paid courses and different levels of paid courses. And uh, just this, this past month um, in May, uh, he's been doing it for less than six or seven months, and he just hit – Forty thousand dollars of revenue in one month awesome. from those courses, and and all that awesome. activity is getting uh, traffic is is deriving from the book and from his social content. So, so it works. I mean, it's the 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 model is there, and there's a lot of people out there that are that are hungry for that information, that value that a mm-hmm. lot of our audience can provide. So I just I appreciate you being willing to share all this information, uh, spending time with us today, and and I'll tell you, it's the timing is perfect for me because I'm in the middle of trying to do this on my own and I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing and and, I, and I'm gonna, I'm going to go home tonight and I'm going to throw away this really nice gold leather <laughs> notebook and I'm going to figure out how to just talk and record cuz that's so much easier for me. Mhm.
awesome. Like it was really fun talking to you guys. Uh, it was one of the most entertaining podcasts I was on. So, <laughs> yep. Thank you so much, man. Uh, well, well uh, man, it's been <laughs> fun, it. for, fun for us. Um, where can people find you on social? Uh, Instagram, Facebook, those things. How can people connect with you? Yep, simply like if if they can go to bestsellingbook.com and they can go to the footer, they, like all of these social medias are connected. Awesome. Uh, so, yep, uh, simply if, if even if they're going to search for Vikrant Shorya on all these places, they can find me or they can search for bestsellingbook.com, they can find it. Well, thank you very much, man. Uh, it's been awesome content for us and our audience and I uh, appreciate you joining us and uh, look forward to catching up with you down the road. Yeah. If you're a fan of the Entrepreneur Adventure podcast, we would love to hear about it. You can leave us a review right here on your favorite podcast app. You can subscribe to the podcast or you can find us on Instagram at The Entrepreneur Adventure. Until next time, thank you for joining us.